0: It's a special thing when somebody comes in, they pay in Bitcoin, and they go through sort of the ritual of getting out the separate POS, and it's the Zeus wallet, which has like an awesome, like user interface. And you'll have people like a couple bar stools down, just sort of like looking over, like, what the fuck is that?
1: Hello there, how are you all? How are you having a good week? It's been a very busy week here. Me and Danny have been very busy planning our UK events, which are coming up in the middle of April, about five, six weeks to go for that. It's the final rail bet for game of the season. We've got a WBD live and a bunch of stuff happening with that. And we're also planning what's going to be going on in Miami in May for the Bitcoin conference. Lots of cool stuff to tell you about soon. Anyway, welcome to the What Bitcoin Did podcast, which is brought to you by Gemini, the only place I'm using for buying Bitcoin. I'm your host, Peter McCormack, and today I've got one of the owners of PubKey on the podcast, OG Bitcoiner and all round legend, Thomas Pacquia. Do you know what? I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his surname. I've never actually asked. It might be Pacquia, might be Pacquia, but it's Thomas anyway. Now, whilst we were out in New York, Thomas and the guys at PubKey put us up. They put us up there in their upstairs room and allowed us to record a whole bunch of shows, and we also hosted our WBD live event in the bar with the legendary Seth. which if you haven't checked out, please do go and check out. And after a busy week of recording, I sat down with Thomas and we got into the importance of Bitcoin meet spaces and why he decided to open a dive bar in New York. A very cool bar, by the way. If you're in New York, you've got to go and check out PubKey. But it was also a good exercise for me because I'm currently trying to buy a bar in Bedford. I wanted to learn about what goes on with this stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this one. If you've got any questions about this, do get in touch. You can hit me up on my email, which is hellowhatbitcoindid.com. Or you can jump into our Discord server. You can go and join our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash whatbitcoindid. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) Sorry. I did six weeks of no drinking. And pub key broke me. I owe Michael
0: Malice dinner. Could be worse. It's a good place to break it. Uh, Yeah. Someone say the best.
1: Six. Do you know what? I woke up this morning tired and hungover. I was like, this is why I stopped drinking. (laughs) It was so hard. Like... I've been pretty good. I was really good when we were away last time. Yep. I drank once. And then, first couple of nights, I'm like, no, you guys stay out, party. I'll go back to the hotel. I'll go chill. I'll go watch some Happy Valley. <laughs> and then it's too hard, man. Everyone's drinking. My buddy Cody came in. I met Cody in Vegas. This is a brilliant story, by the way. Cody, who? Sure, uh, I don't even know his surname. That's the funny thing. Aren't you going to be his best man? Yeah, I'm now his best man. Yeah. I met him. So I'm, I go to Vegas. It's like 2019, World Crypto Calm or some bullshit, mm-hmm. 2018. And there's like people all over Vegas, crypto people. And people keep coming up to me and saying, Hey, Cody. And I'm like, What? I'm Pete. <laughs> they're like, Hey, Cody. All right, Cody. It's like, No, I'm Pete. And it was my birthday while I was there. It was my 40th. So it was four years ago. Um, and Wendy, do you know
0: Wendy? Wendy, crypto Wendy, crypto Wendy. Yeah, yeah.
1: She's like, I'm going to organise a birthday party for you. I'm like, all right, cool. So I went to this birthday party, and uh, this guy comes up to me and and says, Oh no, uh, I'm um, Wendy's with some guy, and I got up to him and I was like, Oh hi, how you doing? He's like, Yeah, cool. I was like, What's your name? He's like, Cody. I was like, What? I was like, Dude, everywhere I've been, people keep saying. Uh, hey, Cody. He's like, what's your name? I was like, Pete. He's like, everywhere I go, people keep saying hi, Pete. I've got a picture. I've got to dig this picture out. We're identical at the time. We're literally identical. And so I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, and he came in, and I'm sat at the bar, and he's like, what are you drinking? <laughs> like, He literally came up behind me and gave me a hug. He's like, I haven't seen you in ages, Pete. He's like, what are you drinking? I was like, I couldn't have a fucking sparkling of water. Hmm. So I'm hungover. Hmm. It's your fault.
0: I'm sorry. We do our best here. <laughs> it's a hard bar to leave you at least got out of there relatively early it uh it has it's sort of that like casino mentality where like you time warp you're like getting ready to go wrap things up around eleven thirty, and it's just like three oh, what's the 30. license until thursday friday saturday we have a 4 a.m and then it's 2 a.m uh the rest of the way and in the pre-times before covid uh this was a much later city like it it, it hasn't co- it quite come back yet with those like Two three four a m hours, which I think is a good thing luckily i uh, I don't do the late shifts I'm more of the day shift at at, at pubkey um, I'll work on uh, on my other other company in the back of the bar and take deliveries uh, as they come in uh, but that late shift it gets weird it's a different it's a different scene
1: Good stuff as well man.
0: yeah they're fantastic. The entire team uh, that we've been able to pull together really makes all this uh uh, something special. We throw a lot of different looks at people. We got good food. We got, well, I mean, you'd be the judge. I don't like bragging about any of this
1: Dude, shit. Dude, the food's epic. <laughs> I've big. had a smash burger every day. Yeah. I think I'll we'll have one before we leave. 100%. They're so good. Actually, that chicken thing, we The chicken saying, sandwich
0: yeah. is my favorite. Which one? The <laughs> one with like the katsu. The katsu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good, yeah.
1: And the waffle fries with the cheese dip. <laughs> yep. It's so good.
0: Bar food, dive bar food.
1: It's not dive bar food. Dude, that's not dive bar <laughs> food. It's too good. Uh,
0: We everything is better than it should be. Yeah. So it's like you can't we we can't really call ourselves a dive bar, right? Because it's like a new bar and we're throwing a lot better quality than a dive bar would typically have, but at least have that feel and have everything be better than it ought to be is sort of the, the ethos.
1: And Dave is from the same part of Ireland as my dad.
0: That was hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Dave's great. Did you hear that?
1: No. So whenever I'm like here an Irish accent. I'm like, oh, my dad lives in Ireland. Then i like, where is he? I'm like, he's in Donegal and they're always from like Dublin or something. But my dad's from Leash. It's where he grew up. And he's like, I'm from Leash. I was like, fucking hell. My dad, my dad grew up in Abbey Leaks. He's like, shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Obviously That's great, good good. man. You got to have an Irish bartender in a New York bar. And he's a, he's like a neighborhood like stalwart. Like, he's been at a lot of other. Um, uh, you know, bars in the neighborhood. He just knows like West village bar culture, like, you know, extremely well. He's musician. Yeah. He's been with us since the beginning. He also bartends over at Arthur's Tavern. Arthur's Tavern was a COVID casualty, but it's, uh, it's like a blues jazz bar, uh, that's been around forever. And then they cleaned it up, reopened. And now it's sort of like slightly more elevated cocktails and stuff like that, but just nice to have it back and not lose all of these things to, uh, you know, the last couple of years. A lot of bars got lost here, right? Oh, a ton, and mostly dive bars. Mostly those like family owned, like places that have been around for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, um, you know, real like institutions have, have you know, fallen off, especially in like the East Village uh, where you had some of them hanging on a little bit longer than, you know, maybe they were able to for, because of gentrification, things like that, neighborhoods change. But yeah, COVID and a lot of the policies sort of were the, the final nail in the coffin here for a lot of businesses. Yeah, uh, it's very cool, man. Thank you, uh, thank you. I
1: think I saw it just. The right, I told you I'm buying a bar.
0: Yes, Yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Don't do it. No, I'm definitely doing it. It's the hardest thing I've ever done by far. <laughs> I mean, I've done a lot of hard things.
1: <laughs> run, it, run a football team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the football team has, the football team has a bar yeah. in it, but um, I'm actually buying a bar. So anyone listen, I'm literally buying a bar.
0: I compare it to Bitcoin mining. It's um, it's very rewarding if things go well. There's about a million different ways you can kill yourself, uh, or just like you know something catches on fire. You know, God forbid. Um, it's extremely difficult, but when it works, it's very very rewarding. Like last night, for example, people coming out for your show. There were some like real old guard Bitcoiners that had come in and you know saw it for the first time, and that was. That was a very special moment. Like the the rip with uh, Junsith was fantastic. Um, so the highs are very high, I would say. Uh, but then you also have to deal with all the other shit, the liquor license, and you know the neighbors, and you know every little thing that can go wrong typically does, and it can be uh, it can be a lot.
1: Do you get a lot of shit from the neighbors?
0: No, we uh, they, they for the on the whole they really like us. Uh, we cleaned up the block, so this is you know uh, a bit of a shadier block post-COVID, we got people from the park. Um, So having a business that's open and open late has really uh, changed, I think, you know, the neighborhood quite a bit for the positive. And I think um, most of the neighbors are very appreciative of that, which is is also a good feeling. Like, not just the Bitcoin community coming in and having those conversations with, with folks I've been talking to for like a decade, having, you know, other bars, restaurants, hospitality industry come in, you know, neighbors, you know, West Village coming in, it's it's also like a very cool like mix to throw together. You know, hospitality plus bitcoin has like, you know, its own thing.
1: Okay, prepare me. Yeah. No. What what am I not ready for?
0: Oh my god, uh, <laughs> you have a th- you have a pretty thick skin, right? I mean, uh-huh. having a podcast, I feel like you you already are prepared to to receive you know criticism and feedback in a, in a way that was far more advanced than what I had going into this. Dude, it's like leather the skin. <laughs> That's good. I I don't have that yet. It's uh it's callousing at the moment. I would say, um, but it's just like it, it's everything. It, like it, it's everything. It's like a million different things can go wrong. It could be like the air conditioning. It could be the ice machine. Like we're on our fourth trash collection company. Like it just, it, it, it's never ending. Also like New York is going through a little bit of a labor shortage. So staffing has been quite difficult. It's people management. It's people management within the company. It's people management when, when they come into the bar. And you know, you're always on. I feel like, have you seen the, um, I think it was Rocky Balboa. It's like Rocky six. When he's a bit older and the kid's in like finance or something and he's whining like finance is hard uh, but he goes to the italian american restaurant he's like the maitre d he puts on the red blazer he's like hey how you doing how's your mother like that's that's basically my role here
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you it's the same with the football club everything goes wrong the electrics break <laughs> so we had to get the electrician in the toilets flooded so we had to get yeah. somebody to fix the toilets the, one of the fucking steps broke on the way in. Like, shit's always breaking.
0: Have you had one of the baby wipe islands yet? The what? Like, the like the greasebergs or whatever. Oh, I was listening no. to, uh, it was like Economist or something yeah. talking about the, the plumbing woes of the UK. It's a London problem, <laughs> that is. Yeah.
1: Do you know about this? No, I've never heard so of this. So basically, they get these, like, it's like a greaseberg. Basically, all the shit that the sewers in London aren't designed for collects together, and it's like nappies, diapers for Americans, uh, nappies, <laughs> uh, wet wipes, grease, fat that gets poured down yeah. the sink. And it all ends up getting like clogged up and built up and it becomes like an iceberg within the sewer. So Ugh. they have, somebody has to go out and like- I have seen like people in like fucking scuba suits. Absolutely grim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely grim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. be thankful. Everything At least is, you're not suiting up for that <laughs> <laughs> every day.
1: Everything tell you, even worse with the football club is things like, you know, you get ready for a game, you've got everyone lined up, you've got the program made, printed, yeah, you've got all your stock in, and you wake up in the morning and it's cold and the pitch is frozen and the game's cancelled. Yeah, it's like what? Yeah, and you have to deal with that. Dealing with people, dealing with the team. Manage, I'm used to, football club is the hardest thing I've ever done. I expect a bar to be easier.
0: It's not going to be. <laughs> it's not. I think you should still do it because I think you'd be very good at it. It fits very well. Like, you know, we were talking about it just in terms of having sort of like that physical third place. Right. And you did this already sort of with the football club. Having, you know, Bitcoin not be the identity of something else, but embedded in the DNA of you know, a bar, a restaurant, a football club, like you name it. But these things are pretty important. So, you know, Bitcoin Park has done a very good job with this, the commons. Um, I think the more relatable we, we make Bitcoiners to people that otherwise would not engage in that conversation. We're not freaks. Yeah, exactly. We are, we are. Exactly, no, come on in and have a beer. We're, we, yeah, we might be weird, but like, you know, have you had conversations at 3 a.m. in New York? Everybody's weird. Yeah. <laughs> We're just more relatable than we are on like Twitter and Reddit when we're you know when there's I guess a little bit of like social lubricant involved.
1: Well, this bar and bun is already successful, right?
0: We've been very fortunate, and it's the team. It's you know, chef. It's the other partners. Like it's the the staff. The whole crew has made this. Um, so like when we entered uh, when we were getting close to opening back in November. Um, that was sort of like right after the the real collapse, uh, the last like final one that we're still dealing with, with FTX, you know, fallout and everything. So a lot of the, you know, Bitcoin companies and everybody else tangential to the industry sort of have, you know, gone into survival mode. So we were thinking that this was gonna be more content forward, more sponsorship forward, more like, you know, marketing, that sort of thing. And the bar in the kitchen was gonna be sort of that like, you know, vessel that, you know, houses everything. So we completely completely flip, flipped the script and actually focused on, you know, operations for the bar and kitchen uh, being more than just that, like loss leader or like, you know, self-sustaining. And it's been it's been great. Like it, we we have gotten way more support as just a New York bar that does some Bitcoin stuff than you know the opposite. We still host Bitcoin events, and those are extremely well attended. But it's really the combination of the two that has uh, has gone really well so far. So hopefully we can keep it up.
1: It's having that space, man. Like I say, this bar and bar already very successful. Yeah. And it opens a couple of days a week. Yeah. It's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but the main trade is Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. But like, there's so many things I've got coming up where I think I can use it. I've got our event on the 15th. Well, after that's done, it's like, hey, let's all go to my bar. Yeah. You know that I could do it on the Friday night. I can host meetups. There's so many things I can do. Yeah, where I need a space, and I've got a space. And while the space is being used, it's going to generate money. Yep. So <laughs> it's a beautiful
0: uh, thing. Yeah. It's, and, and but then, it's also a need, right? If people are coming through town, if people want to learn about Bitcoin, people if,
1: aren't coming through
0: Bedford. Well, <laughs> not yet. We got to get up a couple of leagues first, and then it's going to get better. True. True. <laughs> We're going to get there. <laughs> I'm very proud of, uh, I'm a big uh, Bedford supporter. It's a, It's very cool what you've done with the club. Oh, man, fucking defeat the other day though. It wasn't great. The Captain Morgan uh, goof at the very end, just like the, yeah. the, the you know, was, you know. I feel Sub, so sorry for him. Suboptimal. Yeah, I feel,
1: he's so young, our keeper. He's like, he's great. He's like twenty years old or eighteen or whatever. He's. Uh, I just felt sorry for him, but he'll yeah. he'll bounce
0: back. He's of a, course, he's a good goalkeeper. Of course, puts the pressure back on us though. Yeah, I think it's going to be all right. Yes, I'm optimistic. Six
1: points clear, thirteen games to go.
0: I'm a Roma fan, so uh, I'm used to things just being a catastrophic failure at the end.
1: How are you a Roma fan?
0: I have family. Uh, I have family in Pescara, oh, so okay. right around, and I uh, I lived in Rome for a little bit, and that was just my like de facto club. I never had like a a good enough link to a, a Premier League club, right? So my brother-in-law is a big like you know Tottenham Spurs fan. What a uh, dick, w- but it's like the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's the it's basically the same club as Roma. I can't have two of those in my life. Like it's not like you know, it, the, you're set up to do something, and then you find a really creative way to fuck it up. Hold on, Roma win trophies though. Uh, it's been rough.
1: Didn't they, didn't they win the? They won one of the European trophies with. It Marino. was
0: like the, what the Conference League or whatever. I don't know. Is, I mean, it's a trophy. To- it was the third one.
1: Tottenham yeah. would take it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tottenham I think probably, Tottenham was in that it, it was in that uh, that conference league or whatever
1: they'll probably take the under 12s they take any trophy yeah they won it under
0: Mourinho didn't they I'm not sure I'm not, yeah they won one they won one and we dropped a game against uh, who is it in the the Europa uh, Salzburg maybe Red Bulls would you consider
1: um, the bar a hobby
0: Um, yeah it's a side project, so I work mostly in mining. Yeah. Um, I'm on the board of stronghold uh, digital mining. My company hash function focuses on uh, hash rate market infrastructure development so that we can design, I would say, risk management products for mining operations so they can hedge like volatility risks. Um, that's been sort of my life since Fidelity since like 2017, has been sort of building that stuff out. The bar was really a passion project. Early COVID, a lot of these bars were going under. Um, I was reading a book about the importance of like pubs and taverns and alcohol more broadly in the American Revolution, and that's really a thread throughout like human history. Alcohol has been like quite important during like you know paradigm shifts and revolutions, uh, and you know this is a, this was our local dive bar. Like, my wife and I used to live two blocks away. Uh, and we had been in the space for, you know, years and years, Uh, a lot of good nights out and memories and stuff. So there was an opportunity and it was just like, it started as like a stupid idea late one night. And then it was like, let me send an email. You know, let me talk to the landlord. Let me see if I can rope some other people into this. (laughs) <laughs> and then starting to talk about it. It really took off. So um, there's a great conference coming up actually in Jackson Hole, the Bitcoin Ski Summit. Yeah, Amanda's. Amanda's. Yeah, Amanda yeah. Cavallari. She's fantastic. Uh, the first one last year, uh, my wife and I went to and we started talking about, you know, PubKey and this idea. And a very good friend of mine who's, who's also involved with PubKey, Drew Armstrong, who's president at Cathedral Mining. Uh, I was talking to him and his partner, uh, AJ, uh, another partner at, at Cathedral, uh president of Cathedra. And uh, I thought Drew was going to light himself on fire. He started to, like, levitate, basically. And he's like, this is the best thing. Like, we need this. He started talking about third places. I had never heard of third places before. And, like, he just starts, like, you know, waxing philosophical about the importance of pub keep coming to fruition. And that's really what, like, you know, kicked it off. And, you know, Megan was like, my wife was... Uh, I guess we got to do it. Like, if that's the level of excitement that we're going to get from that core base, if we can marry that to the uh, to the neighborhood dive bar that already is successful in its location, then you know maybe we got a, a you know a stew going and can do something cool for uh, for Bitcoin.
1: When you tie something to Bitcoin, you get a, like a incremental shift in everything. So yeah, football clubs, right? They in non league where we are, they struggle because their revenue comes from how many local people they can get through the door. Yeah how many pints they can sell on a day and how many local sponsors they can get. Sure. Whack a Bitcoin logo on it, you become the Bitcoin club. Suddenly you've got people all around the world buying shirts and jerseys. Sure. You've got people making a pill. We've got 12 people coming to our game against Homer Green from Czechoslovakia.
0: Yeah, it's a cheat code. Yeah, it's a total a, cheat code. Total
1: cheat code. And so, and then you get Bitcoin sponsors who spend more money. Yeah, And football is all about who has, it's 70% of the budget, 30% everything else, right? Yeah. If you have the budget, you're in contention. If you don't have the budget, you're not in contention. Yeah. That's a massive fluke. Yeah. And so we have the budget now. Yeah. We, our cheat code gives us that incremental outperformance of all the other teams at our level. Yeah. And the same, hopefully, for you know, your bar, my bar, is that it's already a successful bar, but maybe it gives me another 20%, 25% with various things, events, you know, workshops I put sure. on.
0: Sure. I mean, Bitcoiners more broadly are, are kind of like collectors, right? So just by putting something out that is you know, relational to Bitcoin, you'll have people pop up. So we got um, custom uh, tap signers from, uh, from CoinKite, from you know, Rodolfo and team, uh, and they're fantastic. And we slapped on the, uh, the hot dog you know, artwork that we have for PubKey. And we have people in the in the in the chat and on Twitter just reaching out from you know God knows where, just saying, "Can you ship these?" Right? And Somebody's trying to collect all of the tap signers, all of the the, the Sats cards, the cold cards that that they make. And you know, when you have that baseline for, you know, what it, like going out and doing a thing and and knowing that there's going to be you know uh, a certain amount of it right off the top, just as collectibles for this like you know fan base, effectively. Um, it goes a long way to, to to doing that thing, to getting it started and to taking like the leap.
1: We are pleased to welcome our new sponsor, Iris Energy, to What Bitcoin Did. Now, as you've probably noticed, we have been increasingly covering Bitcoin mining on the show. And as the team at Iris Energy share mine and Danny's values, they're such a great fit for What Bitcoin Did and for you, our listeners. Now, Iris Energy is the largest NASDAQ listed Bitcoin miner who has used 100% renewable energies since inception. Iris Energy targets markets with low-cost excess renewable energy, and they build and operate their own proprietary data centers. And the team is led by a seasoned management team with a track record of success across infrastructure, renewables, and digital assets. In fact, Iris Energy's Nasdaq IPO was the only Bitcoin mining IPO to be led by top-tier investment banks, including JP Morgan and Citi. Now, Iris Energy know that Bitcoin mining can be done sustainably, supporting the Bitcoin ecosystem, as well as the energy transition. Iris Energy is the leading 100% renewable energy miner. And if you want to find out more about them, then please head over to irisenergy.co, which is I-R-I-S-E-N-E-R-G-Y.co, or look up their ticker I-R-E-N on NASDAQ. Next up, we have Leden. From savings accounts to personal loans and even mortgages, Ledin's financial services enable Bitcoiners to experience the benefits of their holdings today without selling their Bitcoin. With everything that happened last year in the lending market, Ledin demonstrated that their robust risk management strategy was the right approach, as they don't actively trade or invest in DeFi yield generation. Ledin only supports Bitcoin and USDC, two of the highest quality and most liquid assets in the industry. They are also dedicated to transparency and are the first digital asset lending company to complete a proof of reserves attestation, which they re-verify every six months. With multilingual support on standby 24-7, Leden is there to support all your needs. To find out more, please head over to ledin.io, which is LEDN.io. Next up, we have Ledger. Now, Ledger is the world leader in Bitcoin security and is the best way for you to own and secure your private keys. If you're still holding Bitcoin on an exchange or with a custodian, it might be time for you to take your security a bit more seriously because remember, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. And Ledger hardware wallets paired with the Ledger Live app are the easiest and safest way to start managing your private keys. You can send and sign your Bitcoin transactions with full transparency in the Ledger Live app, And honestly, it couldn't be easier. I've been a Ledger customer since early 2017. I'm still using the same Nano S I bought then, and I've got a few more of their products. I absolutely love everything they do. Ledger also have a very new product coming. It's called Stacks. It's going to be dropping in the summer. I've already pre-ordered mine. Now, the pre-order is sold out, but there is a wait list. So go and get on that while you can. Now, if you want to find out more or purchase a hardware wallet from Ledger, then please head over to shop.ledger.com, which is S-H-O-P. Dot ledger.com That is shop.ledger.com. Also today we have BitCasino. Established in 2013, BitCasino was the first licensed Bitcoin casino, trusted by tens of thousands of players worldwide. Not only do they have cutting edge security, but they also have fast withdrawals and VIP experiences that money can't buy. With over 2,800 games and tournaments to compete against each other, Bitcasino is the best online casino for Bitcoiners. And with 24 7 live chat support, you can get all the help you require. To find out more about Bitcasino, the first Bitcoin casino to win an EGR award, head over to bitcasino.io, which is B I T C A S I M O.io. And please remember to gamble responsibly. The other interesting thing about it is again, I keep comparing it to the football club, but if you come to our football club and you just want to watch a game of football, you might not even know there's anything to do with Bitcoin. Yeah. You should come in, you buy yeah. a program, you have a drink. Maybe you read something in the program. Oh, all these sponsors seem to say Bitcoin. But like, we don't force it down th- people's throats. Yeah. Come enjoy the football. Yeah. And sometimes before a game, we have a meetup, so you can come to that. But we don't force it down people's throats. Same going into PubKey. You could go in there and not know this is a bunch of Bitcoiners.
0: Yeah, most people do. Yeah. I mean, it's the difference between identity and DNA, uh, is sort of how I have phrased it before. Because it's... Um, you know, it's uh, it's a special thing when somebody comes in they pay in Bitcoin and they go through sort of the ritual of getting out the separate POS and it's the Zeus wallet, which has like an awesome like user interface. And you'll have people like a couple bar stools down, just sort of like looking over like, what the fuck is that?
1: What's going on there?
0: Yeah. Do you get people asking and talking about it all the time? What's with the Bitcoin stuff? Have you
1: orange peel people in the bar all the time? Sweet, man. All the
0: time. This is why we need more of this. I mean, look, the bit license, thanks to uh, current Nidig employee, Ben Lowsky, uh prick. is not, uh, not doing us any favors. We'd like to be able to do more, but, you know. We're... Why does
1: that hold you up?
0: Well, I mean, it'd be nice to buy and sell Bitcoin in the bar, right? What if we had a little like Western Union window or something like that? Even a Bitcoin ATM calls into question like way more than I think we can handle like right now because we're smashing together two of the most heavily regulated businesses in New York City, right? A liquor license plus Bitcoin. And you know, the liquor license in the bar are by far the most important, right? That's the bedrock. And that like keeps this going. so we have to be cautious on the Bitcoin side. So a lot of the articles that came out, like the Bloomberg article, you know, pulled some punches in terms of like Bitcoin bar doesn't accept Bitcoin. It's like, well, not yet. Like we just opened. <laughs> We're figuring this out. Uh,
1: they always want to find a way to attack.
0: Yeah, I'm still waiting for that update. They got to they gotta revise aspects of that article. They're not going to do that. <laughs> I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckers, man. It's okay. <laughs> well, look,
1: I love it. I think it's so cool. Thank you. Uh do you think there'll be other pub keys open? Would you franchise it out?
0: Yeah, we are we're expanding. Um probably, you know, Q3 this year. Um, we have a couple of locations that we're already starting to scout, uh, a couple of different cities that we're already looking at.
1: I was going to say other cities, because if you do here, it just cannibalize one to the
0: other, right? Yeah, for sure. Because I the mean,
1: incremental stuff is the events. and.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we're already hitting somewhat of... We're, we're sort of testing how much of the, you know, Bitcoin like community can sort of stay. <laughs> like, if we're doing events five days a week, like we're not getting people five days a nope. week coming out. Like, you know, once a, once a week is already like kind of ambitious. And every Monday night we have something. So we have a mining monthly, we have a lightning monthly starting up. We have a shitcoin chicanery where we'll talk about other projects and use that as like a, a way to, to, to show the differentiation with Bitcoin. And then a grab bag. So on Monday, February 20th, we have the Bitcoin Policy Institute as the first like mystery grab bag one. Um, And that'll be like regulation, policy, arts and culture, whatever. Um, But we'll see how it goes. So far, those have been exceptionally well attended. Like we've gotten 50 to 60 just for, you know, updates for, you know, network hash rate, difficulty, current events, Q&A, a little bit of gossip, a little bit of shit talk. Um, and they're fun events, you know. It was a lot like last night. Last night was incredible. Last night was great. Yeah, I mean, it was I'm looking forward to seeing that.
1: It was, uh, it was just so weird, like sitting down there, and it was like <laughs> almost like a little bit emotional seeing Rich Roll there. He's like my guy who got me into podcasts, him, sure. Luke Martin, who was episode one, just, and Luke flew in for it. I was like, aha. Uh-huh. I was like, it's so cool. You're in the city. It's like, no, i come in for this. I was like, what? That's special. That's was very like, cool. He's like, yeah, I saw it. And I just, I wanted to come in and I haven't seen you in a while. So he flew in from Indy and here we are. And, and you know, there was a bunch of cool people there. Some I won't name because they don't want, probably don't want to be sure. uh, <laughs> dogs, but like, it was a good
0: crowd. Yeah, very, very.
1: Um, and I think it speaks towards, I think I think I'm starting to prefer these smaller kind of things than the the big events.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, the same with conferences. That's why I really like... That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, But even the smaller conferences like Honey Badger in Riga, probably my favorite. Jackson Holsky summit, phenomenal. And they're like these more like smaller intimate events where you have some other things going on. Um, I still like, you know, you got to go to Bitcoin magazine. Of course, man. Because it's just a massive shit show and it's cool to... To have that different look, but you know, it's nice to have some uh, something that's a bit more permanent, um, uh, where people can sort of like pop in and out, like a like you know a pub.
1: What are what are going to be the additional challenges of having multiple bars? Are you going to have to find like someone per city to own it?
0: Yeah, it, definitely quality control. So one thing we've been toying with is making the content studio sort of what links each one of the locations, but having each one of the locations be like hyper-localized. So in New York, it should look like a classic New York dive bar. If it were like London, it should look like a classic English pub. Uh, or if it's, you know, in, I don't know, Montana, it should look like a roadhouse.
1: <laughs> if it's in Bedford, it should look like a shithole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That place looks pretty awesome. Though, you Dude, and honestly, it's the
1: best. I, I cannot wait. I, if I get it, I think I get it on the sixth of April. Very cool. Which is very cool because we're running our uh, end of season events fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth of April. I wish you could come out. I'm sure you probably can't.
0: I could try. We'll see. It's a negotiation with my wife. We got two little ones, so it's Mm. uh, you know can't have a family trip. A juggle. We could do that. Careful what you wish for. My youngest is a absolute wrecking machine. How old? (laughs) Two.
1: Ah, brings us the football. You <laughs> to your wife, I'm taking you on a holiday to the to the UK. We're going to London? No, we're going to Bedford.
0: <laughs> we're going through London.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll land there. Um but yeah, so hopefully I get it about eight days, nine days before then, and uh I'm very excited about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. I'll
1: have Danny behind the bar.
0: Yeah. As if you don't have
1: enough to do. Yeah, if I don't oh, at least I've got a job for my fucking son now. <laughs> When yeah, Drew. Yeah. You <laughs> can work now, Connor. Yeah, poor lad. So, um, he's a... I love him, but he's an artist. Okay. So, he comes with all the qualities of an artist. Okay. Which is, does what he wants when he wants. Uh, and he uh, he came back for a week, and, but wasn't working. And I've got building work being done in my garden. Okay. And so I've made him work the whole week with the builders. I'm paying him to work. How's it going? He's done all right. Okay, He's very tired. There we go. Yeah. He's picked (laughs) up a shovel. He's very tired. How old? He's 18. Nice. He's really, really, he's such a nice human.
0: Nice. That's great. uh, They're special.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's just got this just like very good soul. Uh, very, He's very good decision maker in terms of uh, how he should be towards other people. Mm. And he he's a great kid. He's just fucking lazy, <laughs> but he's an artist. <laughs> yeah, he's an artist. Uh, do you know what he's been doing this week it was kind of interesting. I said to him, like, you're in this lucky position. If you want to start a company, like, I can help you. I'll invest, one. Two, I've got experience. I can help you. Uh, and three, like, why don't you just do like a t-shirt business because you're an artist and i've got half a million followers on twitter so just do like a limited run of 10 we'll probably sell them and do you know what he did he's been designing the t-shirts this week as well
0: no oh, that's very cool yeah. i was about to say if you got that offer when you were 18 i mean if i got that offer when i was 18 i'd probably just fumble it immediately of course no he's even put it. that to like 28 29 <laughs> yeah. if i got that offer i'd still be like what what do i do with this <laughs> it's probably like, yeah dad i want i want to get back to leeds
1: <laughs> speaking of which what i don't know what day is it today friday friday so how do you exit a franchise, man? Because that's one of the challenges. If you build this up, it's, you, you don't really end up selling a chain of bars called PubKey.
0: Well, could. Uh, I, I don't think we'd ever want to sell like the New York one. But, um, you know, I think it comes down to sort of the the platform, right? And the, the combination of the, you know, in-person, you know, live events, live streaming that, and we're going to phase into it, right? We'll, we'll start broadcasting some of the meetups that we do and the Q&As. And it's this middle ground, right? So we have like BitDevs in New York, which is fantastic technical meetup. Um, You know, Jay who runs it is, I think, one of the most underappreciated Bitcoin heroes across the ecosystem. And then we have a lot of like network events, right? Like too business focused, a lot of like blockchain and like crypto shit will like sneak into that stuff. And it'll be very business cardy. And there was this middle that was sort of lacking, something that was, you know, informal, casual, and just sort of liked the you know shit show that was happening on Twitter. So people want to like talk about you know did you see that thing that happened. Um, so it's that middle ground that I think uh, we're we're sort of like focused on um, you know providing a, a a solution for, and I think linking these things maybe regionally right. So in terms of quality control, it'd be much easier if we focus on other great cities like you know um, Philadelphia or DC. Uh, you know, I've, I've sort of had my fill of Boston at this point. Um, but uh, if we go, you know, to other big markets like LA, it has a different host of complications, right? How do we get the team to make sure that we're like really ensuring the same level of quality that we've been, you know, really striving for here at uh, at the New York location? Um, but that is in the mix, and you know, we're upstairs above Pub Key. We have. Um, a co-working space that you know we're we're still in the midst of, of finishing. Thanks for your patience on on the uh, the current state of affairs up here. This side of the room looks great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, behind the cameras is uh, you know it's got some ways. Um, but this will be sort of like a like a clubhouse, you know, co-working space. And when you know folks are in from out of town, uh, business trip, you know, maybe like a European or you know a Chinese Bitcoin company comes to New York rather than running around and having like coffee, coffee, breakfast, coffee, coffee, lunch, coffee, coffee, happy hour, dinner, wasting all that time when you're already sort of jet lagged, you know, they can use this as a base of operations. They can, you know, be in sort of like a a friendly Bitcoin space. They can have office time up here, you know, they could hold court at the bar, they could do a sponsored content or something like that in the the attic downstairs. Um, And we can provide like a lot of that. a lot of those resources for when people are in town. I think if we can have these in a bunch of other cities, you know, uh, that'd be pretty beneficial for those localized communities as well.
1: Are you going to keep the menu the same in all of them?
0: That's a, that's up for debate. This is the New York menu. Um, we we're, we're probably going to bring the chopped cheese and the smash burger and some of the hot dogs for sure. But can I get the smash
1: burger recipe?
0: Uh, you gotta ask chef, I don't oh, know. All right, man, it's very, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a tall I, order. I'm
1: telling you, that burger <laughs> my favorite burger in this city prior to this week was the the one at the burger joint in the part meridian. Have you had that? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Fucking great. burger. We shred that burger. I say, it com- I say, it competes. <laughs> I say, the best. I when I was in LA, I um looked up how old are you, uh, 38. Yeah, you might you might know this. Um, so I Whenever we travel, me and the kids, whatever city in, we, we google, best burger in the city. Yeah. And in LA, it's a smash burger. And it's a place called Burger She Wrote, which I just think is the best. <laughs> do, you know, do you know Murder She Wrote? I mean, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, and I just like that as the best name. I'm telling you, your burger kills theirs. Thank you. Kills their burger. Thank you. How many have we had? One a day for five days? Yeah. At least.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a chopped cheese? I had a chopped you cheese. You did. Okay, yeah. good. Chopped cheese, what's, right.
1: what's the deal with the chopped cheese?
0: Chopped cheese is like a bodega sandwich specific to New York. What does that mean? It's, uh, you know, bodegas like corner stores, basically. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, you know, egg sandwiches in the morning. Uh, a chopped cheese is basically like, it's like a New York version of a, chili, uh, a Philly cheesesteak, but like far superior to a Philly cheesesteak. Far superior. Far, far superior. Look at that. <laughs>
1: This guy's going to challenge that. This guy's from yeah, Philly, man. I know, I'm sorry, but it's true. Right, I think I might have to have one of those before we leave because uh, I need someone to soak up this, <laughs> this fucking alcohol, man. Yeah. It's killing me. Mm. In terms of the kind of events and things you're doing here yeah. and the people you're bringing in, you should definitely like shill it right now. Yeah. You should just like anyone listening say, if you're coming to New York, do this. Because I think this is, I think we end up building this network. You mentioned... Uh, the Commons in Austin, Commons, Bitcoin Park, Park, but actually El Salvador's one. Yep. The football club is one. Yep. Bitcoin Lakes one in Guatemala. Like this, they're like a network of nodes.
0: Reciprocity. Yeah, we're building. We're building this this network. It's like these, like you know, <laughs> these nodes almost. Uh, but Bitcoin like, uh, Bitcoin John in Philly also coming along really nicely. A great meetup there. Bitcoin um, John. Bitcoin John. John, I I don't know. It's a Philly no. thing. J- John?
1: Yeah. I was gonna say, because a John is a toilet.
0: Uh I think it's J A W N. And and you can use that word as filler for like it can represent anything. It's a fill, phil- it's you know, you know, Philly's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's a little weird.
1: Fuck the cowboys for all my Philly fans. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
1: but yeah, like I like this network works. What well, firstly, we come in. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we cross over with you guys. We're here. But like, shit, who do you want to hear from? Who should be coming into town? Who should be contacting you?
0: Bitcoiners, famous ones, non famous ones, anons on, on Twitter, like, you know, really whoever. And we also want to open this up. We want to make it as accessible for non Bitcoiners. You know, I think that I agree with John Sith. You have to go through your shitcoin phase to get to Bitcoin. We get a lot of shitcoiners coming in and talking about, like, you know, we want to do special events for this and that. And it's like, we keep it, you know, pretty specific to Bitcoin. Like, and we, are hopefully going to be a mechanism for them to, uh, you know, progress along that journey that, that Jen Seth was talking about last night. Uh, but every Monday, we do something here. We have special guests. So the first mining meetup, we had um, Edward and uh, Daniel, formerly of Brains. Uh, they have a new project together that they're working on uh, that I don't think is public quite yet, but, um, you know, two of the best possible first guests that we could have had from the, the mining industry. The second one was Amanda Fabiano and, uh, and Brendan from um, uh, Galaxy's mining team, Great. also fantastic. And these are packed houses and we're gonna, we're gonna roll out, like I said, the, the lightning meetup and the other ones. And, um, you know, we're just gonna continue to sort of like methodically build that base as we go. But uh, tonight we have the NYC Bitcoiners meetup, just a very casual. What time does that start? It starts at like 4.30. So <clears throat> the Way Slice is coming in. He now like runs that, that meetup, love a Way Slice. He does the Bitcoin beefsteaks. And we have a uh, exclusive dog of the day just for the New York City Bitcoiner meetup. What Whatever. have
1: you got? What's the dog
0: of the day? I think it's a Cuban dog or something. I, I don't know. Maybe the El Perro. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's going to be good, whatever it is. <laughs> this show is brought to you
1: by Gemini, who I am using exclusively for buying and selling Bitcoin. But I'm not selling a Bitcoin right now, are you? I hope you're not. Now, I am also using the Gemini app for buying the dips. And I've also set up a DCA with twice monthly Bitcoin buys. And I've been stacking sats all through this bear market. Both the app and the website make buying and selling Bitcoin super easy. And Gemini has invested in building industry leading security since day one. And Gemini are running a special offer for listeners of what Bitcoin did. All you need to do is head over to Gemini.com forward slash WBD and new customers get $20 in Bitcoin when they trade $100 or more on Gemini. If you want to find out more, please head over to Gemini.com forward slash WBD, which is G-E-M-I-N-I.com forward slash WBD. Next up, we have Wasabi, who I will now be using to make sure I keep all my Bitcoin private. Now, Wasabi 2.0 makes Bitcoin privacy effortless as a wallet has introduced privacy by default. Rather than having to choose to CoinJoin like in Wasabi 1, this is all done automatically. So all you need to do is receive your Bitcoin, wait for the CoinJoin, and then you can send privately. All the magic happens automatically in the background, which is a massive UX improvement, something, you know, I'm always moaning on about. Now, you also get additional privacy through Tor integration into Wasabi, so you don't need to leak your IP address. And there is no more minimum denomination, so you can coin join any amount, and there is no change, so any amount you receive from a coin join is private. Privacy is something I'm taking a lot more seriously, and Wasabi 2 makes this so much easier. If you want to find out more, please head over to wasabiwallet.io, which is W-A-S-A-B-I-W-A-L-L-E-T.io. Also today we have Fortress. Now 4% of all Bitcoin transactions on an MOM basis go through Fortress, which equates to $7.7 billion since their inception in 2017, of which $3.6 happened last year, 2022, last year alone. Now, Bitcoin is more than just a holding asset. We see large organizations already using it in their day-to-day operations. And if you want to do this, you do not need to overhaul your system. You simply need to integrate Fortress to handle all your Bitcoin treasury operations. If you want to find out more about this, please head over to Fortress.com, which is F-O-R-T-R-I-S.com. It's also restored my faith in Bitcoin. In New York, mm. uh, we were having less and less reason to come here because there was less people to talk to, less going on. Yeah. I felt like the Bitcoin scene in New York was dying. Yeah, I felt like people were leaving; they were going to other cities. Well, they were. I know. Yeah. I can think of at least three or four people have
0: left. Marty went to Austin. Matt went to Nashville. Like, there was definitely uh, a bit of uh, a significant loss going into COVID.
1: Yeah. yeah. And uh, last trip we did, we went to Brooklyn. We didn't leave Brooklyn. we? Didn't even come to Manhattan. Yeah. We did a few days of shows. We were struggling to get guests, and. Uh, you know, when I was coming in for this, I was excited because of Pupkey, right? Yeah. But I still like, I still like, ah, the Bitcoin scene is dying here. It's like, I think you guys are single-handedly turned that around. Thank you. You've given people, a, but it is—it's a reason it's not, to come back now.
0: It's not us. We just provided the the, the space. The community hasn't left.
1: It's more than just providing space. You've got—I look—you've got to put graft into this. Yeah. You know, you've got to market it. You've it's got to It's not in my
0: people. DNA. I'm not like the shit coining, It's foreign to me. I'm, I'm uncomfortable talking about. that. Well, uh, I will say it
1: for you. I know the hard work's gone <laughs> in, but I'm saying that you've restored it.
0: I think. Thank you. That means a lot. Look, it, it never really left. There was there was a good base. Uh, again, to credit Jay. and... And his work with BitDevs in New York, and the Socratic seminar, and the White Paper Wednesdays, like you know, Uncle Zach kept that alive. Uncle Zach is a mainstay fixture at Pubkey and part of like the original team as well. In many ways, uh, he hosted BitDevs when COVID knocked out any any place. Right. In his apartment, he opened it up. And those those New Yorkers never left. The only thing that's been proclaimed dead more than Bitcoin is New York City. And Bitcoiners are definitely still here.
1: Yeah, well, it's terrible. I, I mean, I've been ragging on New York the last few times. Okay. It's not the same. There's not as many places to be worried I'm either going to get shot or stand in the shit. Like... <laughs> <laughs> everything smells, everything smells of weed. The entire fucking city. You get off the plane, you get in the Uber, you yeah. get to Manhattan, you get out and you spend your entire week, all you can smell is weed. Yeah, It's unbelievable. I can't believe how a city can just smell of weed.
0: Well, they just cracked down. So we're a block away from Washington Square Park. And until they opened up the uh, the dispensaries a couple of weeks ago, that was just lined with tables. Each like, you know, their own sort of like, I don't know, gray market, black market, like, you know, cannabis dealer effectively so the whole of washington square park was just a plume for a while and that just got cleaned up because obviously they want to they want to you know funnel some of the tax revenue through the dispensaries and they're cracking down on the like you know vape shops and the others you know throughout the city um but yes it's you know it's present you can't get flavored (laughs) vapes here Uh, eh.
1: i know but you can but you can't (laughs) so i discovered that because i came and i was like uh you know, I was asking. Um, yeah, if you, I want weird flavors like strawberry milkshake or some <laughs> pathetic flavor. <Yeah. laughs> some pathetic. Look at this one. Look at the fucking chick, This one I have got out. I think this is like donut candy. Yeah, this is advertising for kids, man.
0: Men have gone from marble reds to <laughs> give me a cranberry custard, please.
1: <laughs> I tell you a marble red story, right? <clears throat>
0: have you met Kurt,
1: who does the films with us? Yeah, if you yeah, met, yeah, yeah. met Kurt, right? So Kurt, Kurt's the DP who works on our films. Okay. Really fit, healthy guy. Uh, he does uh, uh, jiu-jitsu and uh, he's built, he's just a fucking cool guy, but like looks all after right. his fitness. Yeah. All right, right can't down, <laughs> me. No, no, he does. He just looks like, like, I'm trying to set the scene. This is a guy who looks after him. Anyway, we go to make this last film in Texas about Bitcoin mining. Anyways, he's like, oh, I'm going for a cigarette. I was like, you what? He's like, oh yeah, I've, uh, I've started smoking. I so, said You're like 30. What do you mean you started smoking? It's like, well, I used to smoke weed and I don't want to smoke weed anymore. So I just have the old cigarette instead. I was like, okay. Anyway, guess how? Pack of Marlboro Reds. I was like, you've just started smoking. You're straight on on the Marlboro Reds. Yep, straight out. off the bat commitment fair play yeah kurt if you're listening sorry to uh dog you on that. don't do it halfway yeah but anyway (laughs) i prefer my cotton donut candy anyway so i went in and i was like oh have you got like strawberry fucking milkshake or something i was like and this dude was like no we um uh we only have uh uh tobacco flavored but i said what do you mean he's like well we're not allowed to sell flavored vapes in the cities i was like oh shit he's like but are you a cop? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not a cop. He's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm not a cop. He's like, okay, I've got a secret stack of flavors. And he brings out a box and says, like, you can still get them, obviously.
0: Yeah. You still get them. Are you a cop? New York's not dead. New York is not dead. Um, <laughs> it's just changing. It's a hard place to stay if you want what New York was, you know, whatever decade or whatever. Cause it's just gonna, it's just a brutal pace of change in this city.
1: Yeah. What do you think of Eric Adams? He came in. I think he grifted the Bitcoin thing. Yeah, a little bit.
0: A little bit. I mean, we, uh, you know, we haven't we haven't heard from him yet. Uh, we've done some outreach. There are a lot of problems in New York, right? I think you know, um, there was also sort of like a push towards this stuff. SBF was deploying a lot of capital for politicians, so you know, maybe a lot of politicians were sort of signaling that they would be interested in some of that as well. Um, uh, either from SBF or, or others in the the crypto space that we're going to be deploying into uh, political donations. You know, maybe that has sort of, you know, fallen by the wayside with, you know, the collapse of the, the crypto market. And I don't think Bitcoiners were really doing that that much. Right. Uh, you know, we got some activity like, well, obviously El Salvador and Samson's thing and but I don't think it's been terribly localized in the US um, beyond you know, the great work of you know, Coin Center and Bitcoin Policy Institute and, and, and those guys. But um, we got a big rat problem. We have a rat czar in New York City. Rat-zar. A rat czar? A rat czar. Sounds I'm like
1: sorry. the name of a, like a cool band.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, do
1: you want to go and see rat They're playing pub key tonight. Yeah, fuck. <laughs>
0: Uh, so maybe it's a product of both of those things. Maybe, you know, there's a little bit less, you know, value in pursuing Bitcoin and crypto right now. There's also a mass, look, the NYDFS leads the charge, uh, for, uh, tightening the screws on any, you know, Bitcoin or crypto intermediary. Um, DFS, the New York department of financial services. So that's where Ben Lasky was the, the superintendent or like commissioner of, um, and, uh, they, you know, Rolled out the bit license back in fourteen, fifteen, like that. Fuck you, Ben. It was a a truly suboptimal piece of legislation. It was duplicative. I mean, we already had money service and money transmitter. And then to layer on that third one was another reason why I think a lot of Bitcoiners and Bitcoin companies have shied away from New York City. So, you know. Yeah, but dude, (laughs) it was a
1: layup for himself. Oh, very much It was a literal layup for himself. He, he he
0: He went to Ripple after
1: that. Well, no, didn't he in between? Didn't he set up a consultancy to help people? Sure. Navigate the Bit License. It's, it's like he literally creates a license, and then the company to help you complete the license. He literally—it was a layup for himself. Go fuck yourself, Ben Laszlo.
0: And then he worked for Ripple for quite a bit, and you know, it's look, it's not great. I, and one thing that I am disappointed to see is, you know, Bitcoin companies that go through the process to get the Bit License quite enjoy having it because it creates this regulatory moat and this level of protection. There's the banking playbook with you know the legal risk compliance stuff it keeps you know innovation at bay
1: What else needs to be sorted out here in New York? (laughs) What else would you fix?
0: You said it was a rat czar and then just moved on. (laughs) That's not a thing we need to know. What what, what is that? We have a a real rat problem. Uh, I don't know why, but, you know, it's something that has been in the news quite a bit lately. Not in your kitchen? No, we have (laughs) zero uh, in PubKey and also in my personal kitchen.
1: And you would murder them if you did?
0: Of of course.
1: We 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 discovered we had a mouse problem at the football club because the electrics went okay. and it turned out this, the mouse was chewing through the wire. Okay. So we, and we had a mole problem. Moles? Moles in the football pitch. Okay. Coming up and just creating holes. Mm. And we had to kill them. I felt really
0: bad, Yeah, catch them and kill them. Yeah, it's like um, Caddyshack.
1: Yeah, so how, how, how big is this rat problem? You say you have a rat problem.
0: Pubkey does not have a rat problem. Right? <laughs> Pubkey doesn't have a rat problem. Um, By the we way, have no rats whatsoever. Uh, no, but very tasty burgers. What rat burgers? The rat burger. The,
1: the, <laughs> the smashed rat burger.
0: <laughs> On one of the, uh, so we have the like the wheat paste in the in the in the bathrooms, and one of them has the uh, it's the dirty dogs, and at the end it's like no rat, and then. Uh, apostrophe okay maybe a little rat at the problem people have been drawing all over those haven't they yeah which is exactly what we wanted so we'll we'll refresh those maybe like once a quarter or once every six months with like completely new like styles so we'll probably have the same three uh but uh either you know uh a, a completely new style or sort of like a reimagining of the uh of those and then we'll just paste them right up
1: have you not seen the videos of the rats on the subway
0: no pizza rat? Pizza rats a celebrity. The f- fucking big. They're quite large. I think the the, big the, the Norwegian like brown rat. I think we have. They're Norwegian.
1: And and is it like a citywide problem? It's just a yeah, problem. very much so.
0: Like how how do they deal with that? I don't think that. I think it's. I think you know. I think the czar needs to get to work. Come on, rat czar. <laughs> Come on, rat
1: Who's the rat czar? <laughs> I hope they have a really cool name. <laughs> You need a cool name to be a rat czar. Yeah, for It's going to sure. be Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin the rat czar. What else? What else is going on in the city?
0: Well, I don't know. I think it's coming out of COVID still. Um, hospitality is still struggling a little bit. Like We were bracing for, you know, January and February are supposed to be historically slow. Just a really hard grind for all bars and restaurants and hotels to get through. Um, we had a good pop, right? So we had, you know, the Bloomberg article, the Eater article, we opened at the right time. We were a bit of like a uh, a service hospitality industry bar after hours. Um, and we have had like a lot of these events that have really like clicked for us during what was supposed to be a really rough stretch. So we were very, very fortunate. But I think, you know, it can't be understated how difficult it is for a lot of other uh, businesses and hospitality throughout the city still. Like, you know, tourism definitely has not come back yet. Um, you know the holiday season w- wasn't what it like used to be in the pre-times. Some of it was self-inflicted. Like New York uh, got hit very hard, very early. But I think that we sort of held on to some of the 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 COVID policies a little bit longer than than needed. I was meant
1: to. to come out here for my daughter's birthday a year ago. Mm. She was she was going to turn
0: twelve, so it's
1: just before her birthday. We booked to come out. Uh, i was taken her to see Billy Eilish. Billie Eilish at Madison Square Garden. Her and her best friend booked the flights, the accommodation, the tickets, which weren't fucking cheap. Yeah. Anyway, turns out that Madison Square Garden would not let you in unless you were vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. And it was any age. Yeah. I didn't want my daughter to get... I'm vaccinated. I didn't want my daughter to get vaccinated. Even if I wanted to, you couldn't get vaccinated in the UK if you were under 12. Yeah. So it got to about a week two weeks before and it's like we can't fucking go. Yeah. We can get we can get to New York, but we get them. We're not allowed in the venue. Yeah. It's like what the fuck are you doing? So you've just cost that's that's one example of a group of five people who come in who could not come.
0: Yeah. It was um, panic. You know, it hit New York pretty hard. Like we had uh, just like shipping containers as like makeshift like mortuaries. A period of time,
1: they, they brought in a like a um, hospital ship, mm. didn't they? Mm.
0: Yeah, um, so it was yeah. it was panic, and that was in like the really early days where we didn't know if kids were getting infected, yeah, and we didn't know what was coming out of you know other countries. <laughs> For uh, uh, before before Hash Function, I ran a fund, a uh, small fund, three, um, you know, myself and two other partners. Uh, called Hoddle Capital, and we had planned. Um, one of them is uh, uh, Eric Bosco, who does oh, work on it. Eric. Eric is a very dear friend. Um,
1: Underrated Bitcoin. I wish we heard
0: more from him. He's great. He's cranking away on LibBitcoin. Yeah. Major, major progress. And um, I you know, do what I can to help the LibBitcoin project as well. I think alternative implementations and diversity of uh, core development teams is is really important. And it's really Eric. It's LibBitcoin and Bitcoin Knots, right, like Libdash. Um, and I think Le Bitcoin is uh, is making real progress. Um, thanks, like, <laughs> to Eric uh, and his team. Um, but anyway, we had a a conference scheduled. In uh, it was really Eric's conference that I was helping with. Um, like the Vietnam one, yeah, the crypto econ one. Yeah, I in really Hanoi. wanted to go. Oh my god, it looked amazing. Eric yeah. was there weeks earlier. Uh, another partner in Singapore was like, "It's fine, you can come. This is not a big deal. Like, you're not going to get corona." Uh, but you might get the flu. You can't get the flu. If you get the flu, they're going to throw you in cr- a quarantine. It's going to fuck the entire trip. And it's like, okay. And then he calls back like three days later and is like, cancel everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, like, don't, you should not come. And we lost like most of the speakers, but it was still very well attended. I think, you know, the, the capacity was like 100 people. We still had like 80 local. And I called in, you know, from like, you know, 3 a.m. to do my little, uh, 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 presentation as, as part of the conference and it was still good. But, you know, thinking back to that level of panic and how it ramped and how it ramped here, like I can understand where some of the misguided policies that I think we hung on to way too long in New York city, like where it came from, but, um, we're still like working through like some elements of that.
1: I mean, I think I understand. I mean, I had a bad initial reaction. I was like, yeah, lock us down, fucking sort it out. I did an interview with the doctor who a friend of mine I went to school with, he said to me, he mm. said, he said it was weird, Pete. He, he cried during the interview, actually. It's a, it's, mm. Like, I always remember that. He said, we had uh, a couple of people walking and then within a few hours, it was a trickle. And within 24 hours, we had to, de- I think it was 24 hours, 40, I mean, I can't remember what he said, but we had to declare an emergency. Mm. And he said people were coming in, they couldn't breathe and people were dying. Mm. And I think, I understand the strong reaction to begin with. It was when we started to learn what this was really about that people refused to walk it back and yeah. america was a great lens for this because we would come over to make the show and we would go to new york and see all the restrictions and then we'll go to texas and see no restrictions and nobody with a mask and texas was flourishing and so you could you you could you could identify i think and that's the problem of politicization of things here in the us you could yeah. see you could see that texas understood very early on and Changed its policies in the right way.
0: Yeah, and other people didn't. It could have been accidental, right? It, it could be cultural. Uh, the, the reasons why you know Texas and Florida approached it in what I think was probably a better way than like some other ones might might have been you know somewhat accidental. Um, but I think you know letting go of a lot of this stuff is difficult for people. You still yeah. see some kids you know recess outside, masked up. I know. Working through the anxiety, like it's very difficult. And there's not, I think this is a global problem. There's not a lot of mental health support. And when I see stuff like that, it's very sad to see. It's like, you know, letting go of that fear and anxiety and those nerves. Like there's a reason to do it and look maybe some people are very high risk and that is you know something that makes them you know feel better uh that there is like a, a layer of protection but i think that there are probably a segment of of the population that's still holding on to you know that that um fight for anxiety around covid
1: there is that also it's hard to admit you are wrong. Very much so. (laughs) (laughs) Which I personally had to walk back on a few things over the years, but like, it's very hard. It is, it's hard at first, and when you do it, it's actually very cathartic. Yeah. I I encourage people to do it. If you've got something wrong, come out and be public and say it. You'll be surprised how much support you get from people. What a weight it lifts off your shoulders. Sure. What can we do to help you, man?
0: PubKey, that's, look, we we loved having you all week. it was uh It was really special uh the people that you had come in to interview sticking around being at the bar. I also love this stuff. you know my wife and friends are are tired of hearing me talk about bitcoin, and this is really a, a vessel for me to uh to to make new friends and connect with old friends in the industry um It's special to have people coming through uh and you know if they're presenting or just having a beer and you know hot dog at the bar like it's uh it's pretty cool um but yeah. Um, you know, we'd love to collab on anything in the future, how wow. we can help your bar, how we can help Bedford. Uh, we need a supporters club here. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Th- so that's one of the things that would be great to have a supporters club here. We yeah. support that. Send you. Ah, I've got something for you. Oh. ha, huh. ha. Huh. Do you want a live on set present? <laughs> sure. I've got two things for you for your bar. Well, give me oh. one second. Thank you. Thank you. Glad I just remembered that.
0: Your wife's sick of you talking about Bitcoin, and then you came on a Bitcoin podcast and didn't talk about Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'd like to come back on and talk about Hash Function at some point. We'll do, we'll do like a Hash Rate Market uh, podcast, but this also happened on Crypto Voices. Like, you know, we uh, we were having a great conversation. It ended up being more about some of like, you know, macro. it's a macro podcast, but we got into PubKey. We got into Hash Rate Markets and it's like, we don't have enough time here. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: this isn't me Leaving Bedford thinking, oh, I should bring something for Thomas. This was me packing up this morning thinking, oh, I should give these to Thomas. <laughs> so, this is, here we go. Oh. So, you might want to put an iron over that, but you hang that up behind the bar. That's excellent. <clears throat> but this is for your match days. Excellent. So, you've now got a rail Bedford flag. The thing about this flag is, this is the one I uh, has traveled around with me. So it's not special but it is dirty.
0: That makes it special. <laughs> so, but, but that's for the bar like It's been traveling. This is great. Thank so this you. This is what I need to get to the
1: sports club. There's one in I think it's Minneapolis. there's about 10 of them we get together for like every
0: game. Really? Yeah. So It's the the time zone is a little hard because we don't we don't open until 1, but we could you know, as we open up upstairs, we want to have a little bit more co-working space in downstairs. You know, coffee, pastries, things like that. Yeah, like we'll be open for for the games at that point.
1: I think if you if it become a regular thing, people would come regularly. I yeah,
0: think,
1: yeah, get it behind it. I think it helps. Maybe well I thought it would help when we were in the city. It was it Tuesday? Night. Yeah, but like all that's it's either gonna be ten a.m. on a Saturday. I think, I guess if we're in the city, it's ten a.m. on a Saturday. People will come out. Yeah, they'll come out for sure. Well, listen, I will definitely be picking your brain on the bar. Um, if you uh, if you become the uh, supporters club in New York for this, that would be great. Sure. Anything we can do for you, can give, give us a shout. We've loved being here. Uh, your team are amazing. Thank you, brother. It's going to sound really kind of pathetic, <laughs> but it kind of felt like home straight away.
0: Awesome. I'm f- happy to hear. It's that. like
1: that Cheers thing. You know, obviously you know sure. Cheers. Yeah. It just felt like home straight away going in there. Everyone was cool. Everyone was great. And so, thank you so much for your hospitality. We will be back. That's awesome. And we will do something again when we're here.
0: That sounds great. It was great having you guys here. Thank you so much.
1: Do we want to pimp anything else?
0: Huh? Just Pub Key for now. Pub Key, yeah. All
1: right, man. <laughs> thank you. Good luck. Congratulations. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, what do you make of that one? Do you enjoy that? Thomas is such a great guy. It was very cool to hang out with him and his colleagues from Pub Key during the week. I mean, we spent most of the week upstairs, either recording shows or downstairs in the bar. Drinking beer, eating their amazing smash burger. So, if you find yourself out in New York, please do go and check out PubKey. Go and say hello to Thomas. They're doing a really great job. The bar's so cool, basically. If you're not into Bitcoin, don't give a shit. It's a very good bar. But if you are into Bitcoin, then it's an even better bar. So, definitely go and check it out. We didn't get into Bitcoin too much with this one, but you know what? I really enjoyed this chat with Thomas anyway. And I still have no idea what a pub key is. So if somebody wants to help me, please let me know. No, I'm just winding you up. That's Danny. Danny told me to say that. Anyway, thanks for listening. If you do want to get in touch, please do jump into our Discord server or drop me an email. It's hello at whatbitcoindid.com. Go and check out our Patreon. We've been posting exclusive bonus content up there. That's patreon.com forward slash whatbitcoindid. And if you're in the UK and you want to come to our live events or all the things we're going to be running in April, go to whatbitcoindid.com and click on WBD Live. You can find out more about that there. Okay, enjoy your weekend, and I will see you all next week.